the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi. Hi. Oh, I thought I was waiting for you to say something. Oh, I was waiting on you to say something. Oh, okay. Uh... Yeah, it's a uh, wow. I don't know exactly what to say because we're doing this early, so this is Thursday afternoon. It the winds up here in the Upstate are already hitting thirty in gusts and all. They've already canceled school. We've already had trees down. Yeah, just <laughs> just already had some excitement on our end from from Ian. Uh, broken power lines and a fire. Yeah. So it's uh it's already been an interesting afternoon with the uh, hurricane coverage uh right here from Woods and Water, South Carolina. But it's nice and sunny and pretty blue sky. Yeah, it is. I'm sure when and this really show cold. airs if it's this really show cold. airs, I don't know, with fifty five, sixty mile an hour winds, we might not have radio Power coverage room. Saturday. Um if we don't, we'll just run this next weekend. But I hope everybody's safe out there. If you did happen to just go sit in the deer stand uh, proof that duct tape will do most anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, that's one option. I have held on to trees before, but I don't think I was gonna. I'm gonna attempt anything. It is opening day of muzzleloading season Saturday. Mm. Today, October first. Mm. Powder dry, boys, and hang on to that tree oh. if you're out there. Uh, we're I just think, we're just gonna hope it's a lot of cleanup for me on Sunday. And that's right, because you're, you're on shift Sunday. Yep. Not a whole lot of actually doing a whole lot of stuff. You, you can know, go I, clean up a little bit. I, I failed to mention Queen Elizabeth, her passing last week or two weeks ago. Do you know? She was the first woman on the cover of Field of Stream. Wow. July 1976. She and her hunting dogs. She's one of only two women to be on the cover of Field and Stream magazine. One of two, so she's the first, 1976. The other was, uh, I Eva. forget. Yeah, Eva. Well, I, I was just trying to think. It's It's been a couple of years ago now. Was it like 2016? No, it was, it was 18 or 19. No, because I interviewed her about her being the cover? on the cover. Okay, well, that would have been 16. That's what I thought. Gosh, you got a good memory. I know. I don't know why you keep you around. Uh, uh, okay. But yeah, so I, that was that was pretty cool. And and they have I did see a news story that her her favorite hounds have found a place to they have found a place for them to reside and live out their days. But she loved her hunting dogs, which is pretty cool. Which is absolutely pretty cool. So, um, uh, quickly because we got to get rolling on this calendar events. We have uh, Morgan Harrell with Artemis South Carolina is going to be here. And then John Powell from Seawe is going to talk about flyways, uh, which is something Seawe is doing as a fall event. It's in connection with Ducks Unlimited. You can find out more information on that at seawe.com. And now for the calendar brought to you by Capital City. Wait, Murray Country. 
itching for Fat Bear Week. Yes, yes, yes. Bring on the delicious brown beauties. Fat Bear Week is just four weeks away, starting October the 5th. This is obviously written a few weeks ago. Uh, which Brooks Bears will breast bring it to the bracket? So if you go to the Katmai National Park and Preserve, and this is not, this is nothing to do with South Carolina, but I always like Fat Bear Week. If you go to Katmai National Park and Preserve's Facebook page, you can vote. They have fat bears on there, and you can vote for the fat bear of your choice. And it's just fun. And we'll announce the winner of Fat Bear Week. I think it, the Fat Bear Week is five weeks long, I think. And you can call in and vote, and we'll, we'll, we'll announce the winner of Fat Bear Week when it's over. <laughs> why, do, why, why do I like Fat Bear Week like I, this? I don't know. It just, I, I, ever since, I think it was one of the first things I ever did on the calendar, maybe. No, it wasn't one of the first things. It was just one of those things that's been fun. Okay, go ahead. My gracious. What you got? So, if I'm reading this right, the South Carolina Waterfowl Association yeah. education programs are putting on a parent-child deer hunting weekend. And the dates for those, there's three separate dates. So there's October 14th through the 15th, October 28th through the 29th, and November 4th through the 5th. And they're Friday and Saturday sessions, all about deer hunting, uh, two hunting opportunities morning and afternoon. Each parent-child group is allowed one buck, eight points or better, and one doe. Um, they're going to provide meals, hands-on learning, dress, dressing of a deer, and lodging. And if you are looking to sign up for one of these, you must provide your own rifle and, am- and ammunition. So. And it's... If you flip the page, it tells you how much it is. Oh, three hundred dollars. Yep, that's not bad for a South Carolina deer hunt. They, no, they manage not. well with that eight pointer better. Bob White Quail History, Biology, and Practical Management for South Carolina landowners. Oh my gosh, I had chill bumps the other day from a Bob White Quail. Um, just man, I just love them, and I guess that goes back to my childhood of of bird hunting. You know, once it's in your blood, it's in your blood, and and a lot of you know what I'm talking about. Um. Join uh, the Department of Natural Resources, Clemson Extension Quail Forever, as they spend the day discussing and showcasing management with Bob White Quail. Date is October the 6th. The location is the Bamberg Extension Office in Bamberg, South Carolina. It's 9 to 4 p.m. Registration begins at 8.30. You're going to interact directly with biologists as they discuss Bob White Quail management. Classroom sessions will include biology, history, population trends, management practices, conservation efforts, Afternoon sessions are held in the field, talking about equipment, native plant ID and wildlife value, and overview of management practices on the property. Uh, Thirty-five bucks a person, lunch provided, and you can register at a. It's an Eventbrite, but if you go to South Carolina Bob White Quail Initiative or Clemson Cooperative Extension Quail Forever, you can find the links. If you're looking to get up before the sun's up, <laughs> this is going to be an event for you. Um, well, South Carolina Parks is having a sunrise hike at Table Rock State Park on October 8th, and it is from 3.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's too early for me. Oh, it's not. Uh, yes, it is. At least the 3.30 part is too okay. early for me. Okay. Um, registration deadline is two days before the event, and what you need to bring is water, so is at least two liters, a snack, headlamp, Good hiking shoes or boots, and dress for the weather weather conditions. And they're going to keep you posted on the forecast. Price is twenty five dollars per person, and you can go to the SC State Parks website to register. And just find Table Rock State Park. 
And it'll be there in the events tab. <clears throat> Learn to Burn Field Day on October the 6th from 9 a.m. to 4.30 uh, at the Meats Farm in Newberry, South Carolina. By the way, uh, that's an offshoot. That's the incorrect way to spell it. M-E-E-T-Z-E. The way I understand it is a big fight when we got over here. And um, they split the names up, started spelling it all differently, and that's why you have all these different spellings. But mm. our way is the correct way for what I understand. Cost is 25 bucks. Um, you got to register, but they're going to teach you how to do prescribed fires, live demonstrations, which would be cool. So you know, wear some non-synthetic field clothes boots, and uh, you'll be you know back from the fire. But it's it's a good opportunity for you to get involved and learn how to burn. Safely. There is a sporting clothes fundraiser out. Is it at Palmetto Shooting Complex? Yes. Looks like it's Sunday, October 9th at 1 o'clock. All ages are welcome and all experience levels welcome. Tickets range from 75 to 640, depending on if you're going as a spectator or a team of four. Um, they don't give too much information <laughs> on this about where to go to register, but it was on their Facebook page. Aiken Steeplechase is where you're going. It's a fundraiser. Well, it's by, yeah, but it's by Palmetto Shooting Complex. It's That's where it's going to be. Oh, but Aiken Steeplechase is, is who it's okay. fundraiser for. Well, I don't, I'm not sure how you can go to get registered then. AikenSteeplechase.com. Well, I guess they have a website. Yeah, they have a website. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, end of Sermon Lake Murray, get together striper. Uh, Saturday, October the 8th, starts at 7.15, weigh-ins at 11.30. You put in anywhere, weigh-in on the beach area on the east side of Spence Island, followed by lunch. Three fish per boat, $25 per boat. Uh, lunch will be grilled by Nathan's Hot Dogs with topping sides and barbecue with sides and snacks. Bring your own drinks. And if you're interested, join Lake Murray, October 8th, Striper Tournament to follow. That's on Facebook. Go ahead. You got I else? don't have time. Oh, you don't have time. Okay. Hang on, because we got a lot going on the rest of the show. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun one. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here, Tay. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all hang on. Break time. Back on the other side. Everybody's nerves probably need some 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 soothing music about now because if the forecast is right, right about now it's blowing up. <laughs> Get this recorded a little bit early in the week so we don't have to do this on Saturday and take a chance on coming up with some dead air if the radio goes off the air. And um, but yeah, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina, Taylor. It's uh this is this is your alley. This is your time. And this is stuff you love to talk about. You're outnumbered again. I am. Look, I will. <laughs> let's see. I'm, am, am I at a tie? Let's see. Me, Daniel Lee, against you, Jordan, and Mom. I still got Sophie. So I'm, yes, I'm. I'm. I am lifelong. I have always been in a tie for a couple of years, and I've been a minority. And now you're definitely outnumbered. So I'm, I'm outnumbered again with this show. I do want to. I do want to pay y'all a compliment before we get started. And, we, and by the way, I'm going to introduce our guest, and then you can go. We got Morgan Harrell. Uh, she's good enough to join us with uh, talking about Artemis and Artemis Sports Women. 
But I want to say, and I've used this a lot, the main one is, is a picture of Eva Shockey, and it says, Girls who like hunting, fishing, and guns aren't weird. They're a rare gift from God. And i got to say that between my two girls, Morgan, I'm sure you, your, your dad or uncle, granddad, or whoever that you grew up hunting and fishing with can say the same thing about you. Y'all are a rare gift, and it's a gift that's that, that me as a dad treasure. I treasure the time I spent with your sister, Taylor. I treasure the time I spent with you outdoors. Deer season's coming up. We're going to have a good time. But uh, anyway, take it away. Yeah, so go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started hunting and fishing. Sure. Well, um, thanks for having me. Excited to be with y'all this afternoon yes. before, like you said, before the storm from rolling in. It's getting <laughs> kind of breezy here. Yeah. Um, so my name is Morgan Harrell. Uh, I live in Columbia now. But I grew up in Walterboro, um, between Walterboro and Yamasee, out in the country there. Yeah. Um, my um, – hunting and fishing and primarily hunting is kind of being well, – being in the outdoors has always been part of my growing up. My, my, both my parents um, have backgrounds in the, in the woods. Uh, my mom was a wildlife biologist, worked for the state. Wow. I'm a, a teacher. Um, a biology teacher. My dad uh, worked in Forest Service. He worked for the state as well, but then he worked in Forest Service for a good chunk of his career um, and uh, then finished up in the low country as a water, um, wildlife and forestry consultant. So that was that was what we did. We lived out in the country. We ate wild game. Um, we took apart uh, rat, uh, owl pellets on the dining room table. We, my mom did Project Wild for a while, so we had you know, always had snakes and possums and, you know, baby raccoons and squirrels. I mean, it was the wildest part of our home. Um, and it was, it was a great way to grow up. Uh, but my dad, by far, while my mom did hunt, um, my dad by far was, was a bigger outdoorsman. And the cause I spent time with him when I was little, it was, it was, I was to have to be out in the woods. And um, I really enjoyed doing a lot of that with him over the years. He actually passed away last year. Ah. So my, my hunting world has changed, but it, he influenced it you know, immensely, um, and I'm so thankful for that, for, for all the, the the memories and the lessons and the people that he's, he's introduced me to over the years. Um, so we do, we primarily do a lot of whitetail hunting, turkey hunting, and, and growing up, I, I did it, but then probably during college or so, it wasn't as important. Um, the last 10 years or so, I've really kind of dived back in. Um, we started helping my dad do some of the, plot, the food plot management and and getting more interested in, you know, that part of, of hunting and, and understanding the, the property and what we needed to do to prep for that. My husband, like, married a couple of years ago. He and I are both involved in that, and we enjoy we enjoyed kind of that whole bigger picture of it. It, sure. it makes it makes sitting in that stand that much um, better when you know all the work to be put in on the front end. So we've, we've really enjoyed that. Um, I love turkey hunting, um, duck hunting, quail hunting. Let's see what else. And we've done some one-offs. We did iguana hunting last year on vacation down in Florida, which was so much fun. Um, I've gotten an alligator. Um, let's see what else have we done. Um, what snow goose hunting last year. So always wow. up for something. Um, you know, and that that was really become one of my favorite parts of the whole experience is bringing it back to to home and and sharing it with friends and family through cooking it. Um, I, I enjoy. I love going grocery shopping in my, in my freezer. Um, I, we have one freezer that's all deer meat, and the other has got all the other variety of meats, and the other one's full of moonshine, but that's that's for after dinner. Moonshine. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, A lot of people perked yeah, up after that one. I know. But I love I love bringing that back to the table. But we went snow goose hunting a few years ago, and 
everybody laughs at me or laughs at the memory. We'd, we'd gotten enough birds the last day, and most of the guys were just breasting them out and taking them. But there I was sitting on the ground. They were throwing me the breasted birds, and I was pulling out the hearts and the livers so I could bring them back. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, even the guide took a video of me saying, I've never seen anybody do this. But I will say, when we had those, uh, I made a big batch of um, snow goose liver pate, and then I, we uh, grilled those hearts with some chimichurri sauce. Everybody was like, okay, it was worth it. <laughs> wow. So. Um, I enjoy that part of it, yeah. and it's really been fun to kind of explore more of that side of it, um, and, and, and then more so than even, like, my dad and his hunting buddies did. Um, they never had a deer heart until I put it before. I'm like, oh, right. I've never, that hungry, I've never been that hungry, um, <laughs> but once I showed it to them and, and we ate it, they were like, oh, we've been wasting it a long time, so it's, it's been kind wow. of fun to expose their eyes to that. Um so yeah, so we so we hunt as much as we can. I love it. Yeah. Um, I miss hunting with my dad, you know, and you and talk about the experiences that you've had with your daughters, and I, I encourage people, particularly dads with daughters, to take them out there. You know, the idea that just because they're a daughter doesn't get to go out, that just doesn't sit right with me. If they want to go, get them out there. Sure. As much and as often, and um, expose them to so many things. I've, I've learned um, learned how to deal with a variety of people. Um, there are so many different emotions. Um, even outside of just like the whole hunting, you know, learning how to hunt. Um, but it's, it's taught me a great deal. So very thankful for that. Taylor, it sounds like she knows how to run a hurricane spreader and, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that I get and have, have had you do before. She knows the feeling, I guess, of, of you putting me walking. I don't know how many yards with a hurricane spreader while you're sitting up there on the tractor. That's watching right. Me do it. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Age has its benefits. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. There's only one way to learn. That's right. Okay. Hands on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it's uh, it's funny, Taylor, you know, her talking about dads and daughters getting out there. You know, yesterday we were talking to a friend of mine, and they were talking about grandkids and all, and he was like, oh, gosh, I hope we get a grandson. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait just a minute now. I said, granddaughters are wonderful, too. I said, I don't have any granddaughters. I had daughters. So I know from spending so much time outdoors with y'all that, man, a, 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 a girl, granddaughter, well, that you can take out there and hand some worms to and they can go to start brim fishing or they'll get out there with you on a cold day and deer hunt or whatever. That is, that is, it's rare, you know, and it's mm-hmm. so much fun because you don't expect that from a girl. And I t- it didn't take him too many too long. He was like, "Yeah, I can go with that too." <laughs> um, well, I got a question for you. How did you? Artemis is a, is a national organization. It's funded through the National Wildlife Federation here in South Carolina. I suppose you're you're tied to South Carolina Wildlife Federation. Talk about how you got involved with them and and your relationship there with uh, the National Wildlife Federation here in South Carolina. Sure. And you, and you so, can and you can mention BB Dawn Harrison if you want to. You don't have to. Yeah. I won't recur- require um, you to. But she said you were a good girl, so <laughs> she she's the one as well. I've known her since Camp Wildwood days, a long time. Ago. Oh so wow! We, yeah, so we go way back. Um, so Artemis, I kind of came across Artemis uh, about two years ago, and it really started, um, you know, looking at how do I expand my hunting circle for for myself, for for, for myself and my husband. How do we get out there and meet people? Because it's, I mean, I've always loved hunting with my dad, and I've hunted with his um, his hunting buddies. But 
quite frankly, they're not spring chickens. Right. <laughs> they're not going to be around forever. Right. And so I, I was trying to figure out how do you meet, how do you kind of grow that circle and those opportunities? Um, and somewhere along the way, whether it be, I can't remember if it was a podcast or something, I came across Artemis and, um, and started figuring out what they were doing. And around that same time that I started researching them and, and listening to their podcasts and, and doing some articles and things, they had hired a Southeastern coordinator. And so I started stalking her before she even started. And I was like, what's, what, what's all this about? Cause I'm, I've read, it, it's a, it primarily started out West. Right. Um, and like kind of back up, it, it is a national organization um, through the National Wildlife Federation. And then it, it, it is connected to the state somewhat via the um, the state wildlife federations. But they are it, the way those are connected are a little weird. They're kind of like dotted lines. It's not okay. like the, the, it's they're not it's not like you have in most um, wildlife organizations like uh uh, how do I say like like the National Wildlife Turkey Federation and then there's a chapter for each state. Sure. Those are like direct lines. Okay. The wildlife federations in each state are a little bit different. So you'll have some that are more um some of them are called like hook more hook and bullets and some of them are more like backyard butterflies and some of them are more you know, just they all have a little bit different um kind of focus based on how they've grown in their state and, okay. and the interest and things. But that being said, so we are funded through a national organization through the National Wildlife Federation. And the idea is that Artemis is building community. It's supporting, uh, protecting, sporting traditions, supporting women as leaders in, in conservation, and, and fostering the next generation of hunters and conservationists. So yeah. it's not as much about, um, you know, the three R's you hear a lot about, recruitment, retention, um, and Reactivation. Reactivation. <laughs> it's 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 yes, it's bringing new hunters to the field, but it's it's just a is just just as much about connecting existing women. Okay. People like me that have hunted with primarily men my whole life, um, and want to connect with another woman in the field. I mean, and and we had we've seen that time and time again where these women have you know they they love hunting, but there's no other women doing it. Sure. And, and so a way to connect those women to do that. Now, we've brought along some new hunters, and, and that's been so much fun. But, you know, I hunted with a woman, turkey hunted, and she's, she's hunted for turkeys for 45 years and had never hunt with another woman. Wow. But all of a sudden she did. And so but t- to tap into that type of experience mm-hmm. um, was really was really exciting. So um, so, so back up. So anyway, so I stopped <laughs> the, the Southeastern coordinator lady and said, I want to do something in South Carolina, and they gave me an opportunity to do that through what they call the ambassador program. And B.B. Dalton Harrison is one of those as well. Um, okay. I kind of brought her on. But the idea is they have ambassadors, you know, two to three, four in each state that for two, they serve come for two years. And they are in charge of, of um, kind of coming up with and building that community, coming up with an event, whether okay. that be online, whether that be in person. But the idea is that we're building those communities through face-to-face interactions around the state. Okay. Hang on. Let's take a break. We'll be back more with Morgan Harrell in Artemis, South Carolina. I should have played Scorpion's Rocky like a hurricane. No, but that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't Not be. after Ian. Ian, that's, uh, it. you know, like we are doing this a little early in the week. And it's going to be interesting to see that the wind forecast stays up. And I'm going to predict by Saturday morning we're out of power. You think? <laughs> I think. 
That's just me. That's why I got the generator. Some gas. Mm. <laughs> Keep the freezers running. I don't want to lose all my, like like Morgan was talking about, going to the grocery store in the freezer. I don't want to lose my grocery stores. <laughs> we have That's three. my biggest fear. Yes. It is. It is my, and we bought a vacuum sealer. I bought a vacuum. My brother and I bought a vacuum sealer this year. And uh, Taylor says one day she's going to come and the dog's going to be vacuum sealed. You've about vacuum sealed about everything else in this house. So. I have vacuum sealed some dog food. I'm going to take it. It's just a step down from the dog. Again. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just, I'm just like I, you know, that way when I'm, I don't have to worry about taking the bag now. I can just take, you know, mm-hmm. a bag per meal. Mm-hmm. There's a plan for all Why this. Why did you vacuum seal it? That's what I want to know. Because it keeps it from, I don't know. Touch <laughs> from what? Spoiling? I, <laughs> I didn't know dog food could spoil. I have the vacuum seal. I need to use it. Hush. Oh, my gosh. All right, continue on. <laughs> Me continue on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, if you're still listening after all that, <laughs> we are still talking to Miss Morgan Harrell about Artemis Sports Women and some of the um, details about what, is the background of this program, and I think when we left off before, you were still on that subject, so pick up where you left off. Sure. So maybe I can tell a little bit. We've had um, about the events that we've done thus far. Um, so I'll say, first off, um, we've had some some fun events. Um, we did – so last year was the first year that I've really kind of dove into this, and we did uh, a turkey camp, a deer camp. We did a rabbit hunt. We've done uh, a fishing weekend, and what I found in doing that, and we'll start with the turkey camp. That was kind of my first first event last spring in 21, was that there were these women that had never, we had everything from 45 years of experience to hunted primarily with, you know, the their husband or, or the father, and then we had brand new hunters. And it was such a, a joy to sit around the fire with these women and, um and, and we hunted public land, so it was no guarantee, and we had to work for it, and we didn't kill a turkey, but, man, we had fun just sharing stories and experience. We had turkey calls going around the fire, just, just practicing, uh, and it was so funny. We were up at uh, Princess Marion um, National Forest and at the campground, and we knew it wouldn't be long before some of the, uh, the men, a uh, couple camping, up the way, and they came over just to see if we needed any firewood. Um, they couldn't, they couldn't stand at it. And then, and then the woman that's been hunted so much, Kathy looks at her. She's like, "Well, you got the turkey?" She's like, "Yeah, you know, I've gotten three for the past forty years, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty experienced at this." <laughs> and and he, very quickly, he he went on back. So we laughed, but we we called in, we called in an old Tom that wasn't really what we were going for. Um, but it was just to have that experience was was phenomenal. We learned so much from each other. We did that again this spring. But but deer camp was kind of funny. And Taylor, you might have the same feeling that um, it wasn't about hunting deer. I mean, hunting whitetail in South Carolina, a lot of people have access to that. If yeah. you want to hunt deer, there's it's generally easy to do. But we I put registration out for that, and I think it filled up for twelve women within like five minutes. Oh my goodness! And it was it, it wasn't and it wasn't because anybody. I think we had like two new time hunters, first time hunters. Okay. But everybody else were experienced hunters. They weren't necessarily looking for another opportunity to go shoot deer. They were looking for an opportunity to hunt with women. Yeah. And that and, and when we sat when we finally all got together last December and we and we went around the table and kind of talked about it, that's exactly what it was. We had uh, women that have hunted some with their husbands. 
um, but really just wanted to kind of branch out and figure it out on their own. Um, and, 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 and they were conquering fears, like, you know, just walking to the stand in the dark. And sure. they just didn't have a lot of experience doing that. Yeah. They, been, oh, they got coddled because Lord knows I love it when my daddy tended to me. But <laughs> the idea, and everybody appreciates that, but the idea that you had to figure it out on your own. Um, and we had some that she said, you know, I, I never, my husband and I do everything together. We love hunting together. This was a big deal for her to step out of that that their land lease and their hunt club and go out on our own and do it and really kind of show her chops. And it was, it was great. We had, we had a really good time. Um, it only had, I was the only one that shot a deer as it turned out, ah. kind of <laughs> but, um, but we still, we had, we had a great time, but what we found was that people are looking or women are looking for that opportunity. There's like, there's a, and it's a different, it's not that it hunting with men is bad and, and in no way, is that what Artemis is about or even this our community is about? But it's like looking for a different way um, to experience, um, to experience the woods. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah. and that's, that's what we discovered. So coming up this year, um, we've got um, already on our, so I will, I'll stop and say this. I'll, the way we mainly connect okay. is through, through a Facebook group. Um, I had to actually get on Facebook when I started this, which is, I was not happy about it, but that Uh-oh. being said, it is a great tool. It is a great tool. It for can connecting. be. Yes. So, um, if you get on Facebook and Google Artemis, South Carolina, um, you'll find our group. It is a private group, so I will have to allow you in. There's a couple questions, but we've got almost 400 members in there now. And we use it as a bulletin board for a variety of opportunities, not only ones that Artemis are supporting, but ones that our, our membership sees. So we put, we put the DNR ladies hunts up there. We put, you know, remind people about lottery hunts, things like that. And the goal and the hope is that this would become a way to connect with women. You know, maybe you've got an extra spot on your lease and you're looking for somebody else. You throw it out there to this group. Maybe somebody's looking for that. Sure. You've got an extra spot in the duck blind and you're, you're open to taking somebody. It's a way to connect and, and share um, those resources and ask questions, too. You're looking for a mentor. Um, want to get better at wing shooting. Looking for somebody that has some experience. We want to provide that platform for that. Um, so once you join the group, well, that's where we post all our events. Um, and we have right now up there, we have one event. Um, this is going to be a fall foraging day on October the 21st. And that's actually going to be down in Colleton County. Um, we've got somebody coming up and she is going, uh, who is experienced, um, with mushrooms and, and foraging. Okay. And it does, a lot of our events are free. Um, but this one we are, um, charging $30 a person just to cover her costs because quite frankly, I don't want, I want an expert when it comes yeah. to chicken <laughs> mushrooms. Uh, that is not I think you I can wanna... eat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've gotten into that myself, and, and it is still, there's something like, and then, you know what, if I'm not 100% sure, I yeah. am not, not going for that. So, yeah. um, so usually the, we'll post our events, and then we'll have a registration. where Because uh, we do try to keep our events to small groups, about okay. you know, t- 10 to 12 people. That is just kind of a good number where you really can dive in and, and, and not overwhelmed by a large crowd. Okay. Um, so that'll be coming up. I, I was just talking to, uh, I had two other, B.B. Dalton Harrison is the other ambassador in South Carolina, and Ashley Carruthers is the other one. Okay. Ashley's working on another deer camp for us in November. Okay. And then um, probably, and, and then a duck camp event in um, January. So, and then 
I may do another rabbit hunt because we had so much fun with the one before. So we are looking to, for any activities that, that we can get together and do, um, even if it's not an art of the spot sort of event. If there's a, a cleanup somewhere or a conservation event that we can get together and do, let's, let's take that opportunity to do it and meet people. You need to go hang out with this bunch, Taylor. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Even if, even if it's full and you just can go hang out at the campfire night, that's, uh, that's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. I yep. can see you. I, I see you hanging out at the campfire. <laughs> absolutely. Well, well, turkey camp will be a great opportunity for that because that's, okay. that's one where we could really spread out. But absolutely. We'd love to have you, Taylor. It's, um, We've, we've met some interesting people. I mean, it's, it's people from all walks of life and people, especially, you know, I'm sure y'all have heard this too, you know, the last two years, everybody's, there has been a little uptick in hunting. People are looking at their sources of their food. Um, and so it's been interesting to have those conversations with people that do not necessarily come from a hunting background. Right. Um, and then combined with these people that do. Right. I was looking through here, you know, there's a, there was a clay day. Y'all had an Eastover. You talked mm-hmm. about the Women Owning Woodlands seminar that Clemson puts on. You had a a dove hunt that you went on. Um, I mean, it's it's and it, you know, I guess I guess father son events happen all over. You know, everybody's got a, a father son event. There are fewer father daughter events, so to speak, and relatively even fewer daughter. I mean, mother-daughter events. So it is. It, it and hunting is. I face it. It over the last few years, it's grown to be a lot of women in hunting. Uh, a lot of moms who've taken, who grew up that way, and, and is, are starting to take their kids and all. And I think it's wonderful. I think it's. I'm all for it. And I have nothing to lose by being outshot or whatever by a woman. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the more the merrier. And yes. I think the more that we can, you know, share those stories. And what's been fun, too, is I feel like women are natural storytellers in some ways, just because of the way oh. we kind of communicate. So it's been a, a joy to, to kind of hear. I've heard, you know, sitting around the story, sitting around um, the table, the fire, listening to all my dad and his honey, hunting buddies tell stories. But to do that with women, it, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a shift in perspective sure. how the the stories are told. It's it's Absolutely. really interesting, um, and and because we're 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 naturally I think more attuned to kind of the the emotions that come with hunting, and Lord knows that the 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 best storytellers can really tag into your emotions. Yeah, and that sounds like Pamela Corwin Holbrook when she killed her first deer last year. Mm-hmm. She had a, a really emotional religious experience. Wrap it up, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I loved hearing about all the events y'all have coming up, and hopefully y'all will see me there. Absolutely. Thanks. Morgan, y'all, uh, the rest of you, we're going to let Morgan go. Y'all hang on. We'll be back with more Woods and Water South Carolina this side of the break. Ah, Taylor, this is going to work out great. What's that? Well, we just got talking about with Morgan and Artemis, South Carolina, and things that, you know, not it, they they reach out more to the women and all that, but, but going to one of our favorite times is, is Seawee, mm-hmm. which is a family event. You see a lot of moms. You see a lot of women there, and 
you know, they're all in the outdoors environment, and it's whether it's the art or the the birds of prey show or the conservation corner. Uh, seaweed is one of our favorite times of the year in South Carolina, and, and we got John Powell on, who's good enough to come back on. I I, I guess they, I'm sure he's getting paid to do this because he wouldn't do it voluntarily. Uh, not true, not true at all. <laughs> I had a great time with you guys last time. Oh, we did. We have we have a good time. We get together. Uh, but but uh, Megan from from Seaweed emailed me, and I'd seen the press release that she sent me a couple weeks ago. And she goes, hey, Roger, we got this new thing coming out. And I said, yes, flyways. And she goes, well, I just didn't know if you had time. And I was like, I always got time for my people down in Charleston to come on the show. So uh, welcome back, John Powell, to the show. It's always good to have you. We do have a good time. Uh, by Thank the you way, so much for having me. Yeah, by the way, I, I, was, I, was, um, I was dove hunting the other day, and I, I switched from one side of the field to the other. And as I did, I heard some... Some of the peeping going on, and then I heard a, uh, Bob White started whistling. I mean, like, like five or six six feet from me, and the, the chills just went all through me. I was just like, "Oh, this is great!" So, it's and the I best. and I knew you'd appreciate that. That's why I brought it up. It is the best. <laughs> but it was so close. But I was I got Egyptian wheat and sorghum planted together, and then I've got a a band of of brown top millet, and it's got that. I forget what that stuff is. You can actually plant it, but it's actually a volunteer. Um, it's got like a little tiny white star and a five petal plant. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was they were in there and I couldn't see them, but they were like right there. Um, and so I quit hunting. I was like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't cook off a, a twenty gauge round this close to my my baby. So I just left. My baby. I think it's I think it's great. I, I think that that um, you know the South Carolina Bob White Initiative guys DNR. Yes. Um, you know, the fact there are not as many people hunting them hard, I think it's making a difference. They're, they really are coming back, and I think they, you know, people used to think it was a lost cause, but yes, uh, it gives me a lot of hope. I love hearing those stories. Yes, I, I love it. I, I, I just I got chill ups right now. Okay, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Uh, take a few minutes to talk about flyaways, and then and then, I, then we need to tease seaweed for this year. Okay. Um, so flyaways is a, a event in the fall. We used to have a an oyster roast, um, probably eight, nine years ago every fall, okay. um, and then the, the space just got crowded. And this is an event we decided to go for last year um, when we didn't have um, CB21. You know, so we hadn't had an event in a long time. And our mission, as you all know well, is multifaceted. It's economics. Um, it's to promote the arts, promote conservation. And so this was our idea to get people to come to Charleston. Well, we the Omicron kind of hit um, in the middle of our planning, so – um, you know, we'd already we'd already talked about it, so let's do it again this year. And okay. we have a lot behind it. Um, it, it gives us an, a good excuse to um, announce our featured artists and unveil the featured painting. Oh, wow. Um, and partner with our friends at Ducks Unlimited and get together and celebrate on the same weekend where we launch tickets. And, um, you know, just get together, which okay. is something we don't always do during the year as an extended seaweed family. Sure. And, and And I'm sure there's food involved in this. <laughs> there is our good friends at um, Low Country Oyster Company. I'm sure those those guys are battening down the hatches right now too, um, with the weather coming through. But um, and our friends at Martin's Barbecue, and we gave them uh, some license to curate a menu, sort of that ties to each one of the flyways. So oh, it'll be wow. fun um, for people to experience that. Um, a good bar, momentum party band is going to be there, um, and again, we'll actually have the feature painting, the physical feature painting there with our featured artists. Um, so that'll be an exciting bit there. And then a couple of our vendors and 
just friends of the of really the extended waterfowl community to okay. talk about the upcoming season while we're having a good time and high five. Man, that sounds good. It's going to all be. Let's see what the press release here says. It's going to be October fifteenth. Sorry, the key information. October yeah, fifteenth well, from seven to eleven uh, downtown Charleston at the visitor center. He just he just took my job away from me, Taylor. Mm-hmm. The one thing he I was trying to get in there that he missed, I was just trying to help out. I figured I thought you gave me the job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ah, it sounds like a fun time. Um, it should it should be. And it's all it's all the gateway drug into seaweed. That's right. That's right. Um, it's just a little teaser seaweed. I mean, again, you know, folks like you all that that know it, that this is part of what we do. They're yeah. Quisheros and yep. barbecue and and vendors just like this and. You know, every night and every day during seaweed. Talk about seaweed. What's uh, what's on the menu for this year? We're excited. Uh, we really are. Um, you know, last year was um, knocking the dust off a little bit and getting back into the groove, and it was an overwhelming response with the crowd. Um, and, just, um, and we had a great time. So we tightened it up a little bit, and, you know, we've got some uh, extended exhibit sites, so Biddle Bank um, will extend across the street. Little, little rank, as you all know, where our sporting village is. Yeah. And across the street to the Marriott. Oh, wow. Um, with more um, sporting showroom is what we're calling it. Um, okay. More guys and outfitters over there along with the decoys. Um, and rumor is that we'll have um, some high-dollar decoys on display um, from a private collection. And then, our, you know, we'll have our normal template of events. Um, sure. But, it, you know, on the Gilliard stage, we always have a little something different along with, you know, Bush Wildlife Sanctuary is there every year, which people love. But Wings Over Water, a film that Ducks Unlimited uh, produced um, with other partners, is going to be screened every day, which we're excited about. Okay. And For- Forrest Galante, who's an adventurer, he kind of fits that um, Jack Hanna, Jeff Corwin slot. Okay. Sort of environmental, educational entertainment and, you know, with some inspiring stories. And then – World class art, which is the central focus of our of our show, and we can tease um, your audience a little bit because we're really not going to announce until um, Monday. Um, but Ryan Kirby, who's a, a big favorite of of our attendee base, is going to be announced as our featured artist. Cool. So we're really excited to have him. Um, and the feature painting is. And let's just say it's animal we have not had had before. So we're excited <laughs> an, about that. An animal you have not had before. As the as the feature piece. Oh, as the feature piece. Okay. Yeah. I was fixing to say I've been I've mm-hmm. walked through those art halls for <laughs> and I've seen practically everything. I'm sitting here going, what have I not don't know that I've ever seen a hippo before. Uh, We've had a hippo, but that's that would actually be a really fun challenge um, to see to challenge in order to see if there's something they can produce that we have not had in there before. That would be maybe an eight. And, and and folks, you know. It, they listen to the show every, you know, I, I suppose some of them listen maybe every other weekend, maybe once a month or something. And you don't hear me, you, you don't hear me talk about the art. I'm not an artsy. I actually, I actually John, I did buy a painting the other day. Uh, Bob White. Uh, sure. You know, you know who Bob White is? I did. He he did a painting as a, it was a, uh, and I won't take just a second. He did a, a a painting of a father and a daughter sitting uh, in a in, standing in a trout stream. And he said, I'm going to do 10 limited prints on this, and I bought one. I don't, I don't buy much art because I bought so much when I was younger. Sure. Uh, but, folks, if you, if you, if you go to Seawee, do not cheat the art section of Seawee. Go up there. Spend, plan to spend half the day, if not more. Because the artists, the cool thing about it is the artists are sitting there. They're with their works. They're sitting there, and they're all real approachable. 
Uh, the, the, the art might, the cost of art might, you know, make you suck in your breath. You don't want to touch it if you don't want to buy it and all that. But they're there, and man, for somebody to take an idea and put it on and make it live like a, a good piece of art, it's just it's incredible. Don't cheat yourself when you go to Seaweed and just run through there or skip it all together. It's, and don't be and don't be afraid of um, you know some pricing that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. We try we try to have something for uh, yep. for everybody. I rem- I remember back uh, a few years ago, Paul Puckett was there, and and I dared him. We talked at a I don't know something. We talked about we need to do a year of the oh gosh I forget the fly oh man, but he fished with a fly the whole year the same fly all over the world. And he done a picture of redfish with that fly in it. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> it's, That's pretty cool. It's cool, you know. You just never know what kind of art you're gonna see. Don't cheat yourself, folks, because the other stuff is fun. The the dock dogs is fun. The brittle bank, everything is great. But uh, food. Oh, the food, yes, the food. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cool. So when when do tickets for C we go on sale this year? So tickets for C in February actually go on sale October 14th. October so 14th. Those, um, the limited number of VIP packages um, that'll still be available. Um, that's, that goes for a renewal period. So okay. a lot of past VIPs that are still available will be online then as long as well as J tickets Okay, well, and special events. And we never talked about this. Take about 30 seconds. What's in a VIP package ticket? Well, it really depends. So you have a, a patron package, which allows you access to preview afternoon, which is really the first um, access to the artwork, which is a, which is one of the best events Um because it's Thursday afternoon, people are just getting into town and um, you know, reuniting with old friends and, and seeing new artwork. It's great. Um, and that also gets you on the shuttle buses and priority seating at the Gilliard Center during those shows. Okay. And then they go from there with um, benefactor soiree packages, which gets you into Saturday night soiree um, and access to the VIP lounges during the weekend and then all those benefits that we just mentioned. And then the Gala uh, package, which is really the most sought after, is the blacktop function on Thursday and, and one of the most limited packages we have. Okay. Um, and then the packages above that really just um, are additional people, you know, okay. sets of four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Cooking, cooking's back on the menu again this year. The certified South Carolina tent. Yeah, and we're excited. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that they know the full lineup of chefs yet, but that never disappoints. Uh, no. So we're excited to see um, what our partners at, at at Ag do, and then we'll have a lot of our old school food vendors, which people love, and then you know, of course, the backdrop is the culinary scene. Yes. downtown Charleston. So yes. we win there too. You win there. <laughs> and and folks, Charleston in February is just a wonderful place to be. A lot of other times of the year it's not. <laughs> like right now with high tide and a hurricane coming in and and sometimes when the bugs are bad, but uh man, Charleston in February is just it's just a wonderful place. And and, and you don't have to worry. You can walk the downtown part. The shuttle buses, I trust me, don't Hesitate to park your car and ride the shuttle buses. There's nothing wrong yep. with it. They, they, and the drivers are always friendly. Um, and you don't have to worry about driving. Leave the driving to somebody else. John, as always, it's fun to have you on. I look forward to having you on to talk more about seaweed. And, you, all are, uh, you all are great. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about flyways. And speaking of yes. pretty weather, we're going to have some here the next couple of weeks. That's so. it. So flyways That's is October 15th. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the seaweed website and get more about that. John, take care of yourself. We'll Thank talk you to both. you later. Yep. Take care. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. As always, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget that camera. We'll see you back here next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.